We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Curry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. Now this is Ram football right here. This is the Ram football. The lead comes over. Peters comes over. You get Sue. Brandon Cooks comes over. I mean, you guys are loaded. Yeah, I like it. What better place to do it in, in L.A.? It's one of the hottest teams in the National Football League. We going to win games. When you got a running back like I do, we got a front seven like I do now. Ooh, that's kind of what make us pros, man. We can handle change fast, you know. The Rams. The Rams. The Rams. Rampage. Radio. Radio. You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. Here are your hosts, J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob and Jay. J-Rob what's good? What's good? Welcome to Rampage Radio Podcast. This is J-Rob right here, and I'm going solo for the second straight week. Again, my brother uh, is back in Atlanta with a newborn who has gotten sick. He's going to be all right. Prayers are out to him, but we haven't been able to link up because of the busy holiday season. All right. Go follow us, Rampage Radio Pod on Twitter. Follow us at Rams Talk. Uh, .net. That's there. You can also follow at Talk Rams. You got Budding Heads. You have Rams Talk. And then you have yours truly for podcasts. You got to go check us all out. Uh, there's a lot of content and uh, there's always going to be something available for you guys and gals to listen to. Always. I'm going to go ahead and jump right into it. The disappointment continues, as we all know. We've already seen the game a couple of times. We've already listened to other podcasts. We've listened to ESPN, CBS, NFL, all the guys and gals who were cracking on us, hating on us, pointing out our flaws, and they're warranted. We have problems, and it starts up front. If you want to look at the offensive line, they are struggling, and Who on the offensive line is struggling the most? It's at the center position. My man John Sullivan is getting beat up, pushed around, knocked on his rear end, and don't give me the whole it's an age steal. He was the same age when the season started. He was the same age last week, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, a month ago, unless he had a birthday, which I don't know that. Don't give me the age thing. That's that's, that's not a valid argument. 
If you want to say that these guys are tired, okay. Okay. I can understand that. I That's a valid opinion. But to say that they're old, not accurate. Not accurate at all. Now, we're going to be getting younger on the offensive line. Hence, Brian Allen and Joseph Noteboom. We know those guys are going to probably have to take a role here very soon and potentially next season. I don't know what's going to happen with John Sullivan. I think we have him for one more year, but uh, he's got to pick it up, man. And we're rooting for you, John. I know you're listening. We're rooting for you, brother. Got to pick it up. And it's not just him. It's the entire offensive line. As a unit, they are not playing well. And we face some really tough defensive lines over the past few weeks. And we have been exposed in that area. Got to get better blocking. You've got to get better running the ball. Once again, Todd Gurley, 12 carries. I know he got dinged up. We all saw that. And it's just inflammation. Thank God. But we have got to get better at running the ball. The run is what allows play action to work. And I know that we use the pass to set up the run, but it's now it's time to start making that adjustment where the run needs to set up the pass. Because if the pass ain't working and you're turning the ball over, and some of those are obviously execution plays on your quarterback who has struggled, give the ball to the best running back in the league. Give it to him over and over again. Go look at it statistically. If Todd Gurley has less than 15 carries, we lose. Every game he has had less than 15 carries, it may be 17. I don't know if it's 15 or 17. I didn't go do my homework on that. But I do remember that it is a low number. And when he has less than that number or below, we lose. So we need to begin to feed Gurley again. Now, that might not happen this week. We may have to rely on newly acquired C.J. Anderson. And don't forget, the guy was a 1,000-yard rusher last week, so he is more than capable. Losing Malcolm Brown looks a lot worse right now than it did a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. John Kelly got some playing time, and he didn't get the ball hardly at all either. He had negative one rushing yards for his entire career until he finally got a second carry, and he ended up with four yards. You got to run the ball, man. When you face guys like Fletcher Cox, Michael Bennett, and you face tough defenses that have guys up front that can beat you, you have to run the ball. What a better way to establish that these next two weeks on the road against Arizona this week and then wrapping up with San Francisco. But you have to win these next two games. And we are all passionate fans. We all love the team. And I'm no different than you. But we are struggling and we have to figure out how to fix it. I'm thankful that we are where we are. Thank the Lord that we went on a tear early to get to where we are so that we at least are going to be in a playoff game. Back-to-back years, which hasn't happened since I've been a fan. So I'm thankful for that. But when things go wrong and there's consistent struggles, back-to-back performances, it makes absolute sense why we should be in a place where what the heck is going on, quote-unquote. What is going on with our team? And the answer is a lot. McVeigh said it. Hey, man, I put ourselves in bad spots, which we always hear. But then he's like, but then there's some uncharacteristic mistakes that guys are making. 
Yes, that is absolutely right. Guys are not blocking as well. Guys are not making tackles as well. Guys are not making reads as well. The execution is just not as crisp as it was earlier in the season, as as soon as three weeks ago or a month ago. We're not a different team, except for the fact that we desperately miss Cooper Cup. That in itself has hurt this offense. There's no question about it. No doubt. And speaking of his replacement, Josh Reynolds, it's almost like a love-hate relationship for me personally right now because he makes some plays and you're like, awesome. Yes, that's what we need you to do. And if I see us throw another dadgum jump ball to Josh Reynolds, I'm going to throw up. Because this guy does not, I'm not going to say he doesn't know how. He has not shown and proven that he has the ability to go up and get the ball at its highest point. The, 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 the ball that Degum Goff threw at the end of the game was a very good throw. All he had to do was position himself, which he had in, inside position. He did. But he didn't go up. I mean, he barely came off the ground like six inches. And when you're 6'3", you need to go up and get the ball. Attack the football. He didn't do it. He hasn't done that. And he's had like two or three opportunities this season to do it. And he hasn't. So we desperately miss Cooper Cup. And that's why all these defenses are playing a lot of man on us now. A lot of man, but then again, they're mixing up at zone. They're dropping like seven, eight guys. It's tough to find spots. And when it's tough to find spots and windows to throw into, that's what makes your quarterback struggle. And it's even more alarming that your offensive line is still struggling to pass protect. We threw the ball 53 times. How can you not expect there to be incompletions and interceptions, turnovers, third and longs when you are not establishing the run and you're having to throw it that many times? Back-to-back games, dude. Back-to-back games, we've done that. Back-to-back games, we've lost. What happened to the first drive? What happened to doing that? You were successful. You went 80 yards. Then you stopped and you got away from it. It was balanced. You had the defense on its heels at times. Even though they were still getting penetration up the middle, you still had them on their heels. You answered the call and you put seven points on the board. What happened to that? Go and watch Miked Up. Jerry Goff was mic'd up. Most of you have already seen it at this point. Go and watch that. You hear McVay compliment him and say, oh, smart decisions. Good job on the check downs. That's what we need to do. That's a good rhythm. Smart decisions. What happened to that? What happened? Was it Gurley going out? He wasn't out. He wasn't out yet. He played the entire first half and into the third quarter. What happened? Why did you go away? I don't know, but you better start being able to figure out how to do that again because the blueprint is out there and now it has been duplicated for the second straight week and the loss column also duplicated. Now you're 11 and three. I'm pumped. We're 11 and three, but I'm aggravated because we've lost two in a row and this is not the time you want to lose. This is not the time you want to see your team struggle in a lot of areas, not just one. It's not that we're just struggling up front. We're struggling at the quarterback position. We're struggling to run the ball. 
was struggling to make routine tackles at times. So I'm going to go ahead and jump onto the defense because that's important. I am not as concerned about the defense as a lot of people. I feel like the defense has shown up and played pretty well the past three weeks. Granted, there have been some bonehead cluster freakups in your minds or their minds in the secondary. Tlaib looked lost on the Alshon Jeffrey throw, and then the entire secondary looked lost on the second one when there was two eagles behind your entire secondary, and both of them are fighting to make the catch. So, I'm not gonna. I'll, you take listen. You take those two plays out. Alshon Jeffrey has like 80, 80 reception yards total, and that's pretty good for a number one receiver. He didn't do you like Dagga Michael Thomas did, and just torched you over and over again. But he did because he got 160 yards on only eight targets because of the two bomb plays where there was a lack of communication, mental breakdown. That has been the biggest alarming thing to me overall as an entire team over the past three weeks now. It's mental, mental, mental. The game is probably 40 or 60% mental. I know that's a big margin there. I don't know the statistics. I don't care. It's more mental than it is physical. If you can't do the mental part, how do you expect to be able to compete and win ball games? Well, they did it the first 10 weeks of the season. And now all of a sudden they're not doing it. They're making mistakes. And yes, other teams are adjusting, but now you have to adjust. All right, McVeigh, let's see what you got, man. This is the time where you have to adjust. You had an opportunity to do it and you did it the first drive of the game. Then you got away from it and you end up throwing the ball. 53 times. The game did not necessarily dictate that you had to throw the ball. Yes, you got down early. Yes, you made some mistakes. Yes, you did turn it over. But the game did not dictate that you had to throw it that many times. I know, I know, Todd Gurley went out. But you could, you still had guys who could run the ball, but they didn't have an opportunity. You did the jet sweep one time for 19 yards. We step, We haven't seen that. In the past three weeks, John Kelly, two carries for four yards. Jared Goff ran it for two, 11 yards. Back over to the defense. I got off track. Uh, how big has Tlaib been since he's returned? Well, honestly, it's shown in the statistics. There's no denying that. We've gotten better. And uh, he wouldn't be out there if he wasn't healthy. So he's been a big boost. Your linebackers, Barron actually laid the wood for the first time I've seen all season this past week. Uh, and against the run, you're you're still struggling. It, it actually happened to be Wendell Smallwood who did the most damage because Josh Adams got knocked out, got jacked up. And then Darren Sproles, man, that guy, Ageless Wonder, still doing his thing. And it was big gash plays. 10 carries, 48 yards for Smallwood, averaging 4.8 per carry. That's a big number. Darren Sproles, three carries for 30 yards at 10 yards a clip. That's also a big number. The defense was not bad. The defense was not bad. Again, you take away the two long bomb plays. They actually fared pretty well because those two plays end up putting touchdowns on the board, which leads me back to the offense. Red zone efficiency, not very good. Not very good. You have to be able to score in the red zone, fellas. 
You got to be able to punch it in, and you were doing it all season long. You've been putting up points, and they're on gas, big passing plays, and that's not there anymore. Teams have figured it out a little bit, which that's true, but you're again, it goes back to execution and losing Cooper Cup. Things are happening. Happening. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to be aggravated that the team is not doing well right now. I am also in that same boat. But the third down efficiency has got to improve. Running the football has got to improve and be a priority. If they are going to give you the defense, the opposing defense is going to give you the underneath stuff, take it every time. You did it. You proved that you could do it against a pretty decent Eagles defense, even though they're banged up. That team played with heart. That team reminded you of what they were last year. They played that well. And I said it in a couple of podcasts ago. Listen, we're going to get every team's best shot. And that has proven to be true. And it will continue to be true. Everyone knows who you are now. The high-flying Rams. Well, you haven't been high-flying the past couple of weeks. If teams are going to make you ground and pound, then you do that. You do that. And then you take the five-step, the three-step drops and the five-step drops and dump it. We're not getting these long 20-yard passing plays. Take what they give you. All right. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick break after uh, venting or ranting a little bit. And then I'll come right back and we'll discuss this our, our next opponent here in the Arizona Cardinals. You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. You're listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Rampage Radio Podcast. This is J Rob. Jay is on his hiatus of hanging out. And uh, hopefully we'll get him back here pretty soon. I actually had to uh, check out the word hiatus. I didn't know if I truly said that in the right context, but I lucked out and I did. And I'm not really a big time vocabulary guy, but I got it right. So yes, he is on his hiatus and he will be back shortly. I hope. I hope. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take a look at the uh, Arizona Cardinals. 3-11, and 11, complete opposite of the spectrum of what we are. 11-3. and three. Man, they I, I picked at the beginning of the season they would finish second in the division, and they have just plummeted. I mean, they're like arguably one of the worst teams in the league, obviously, with the record. Got the young quarterback and Rosen. They still got David Johnson, who can obviously hurt you. And they still have Larry Fitzgerald, who's first ballot Hall of Famer, although he hadn't done a whole lot. Um and still a, a team that anyone can beat anybody on, a, on any given day. We all know that, dude, that we've heard that time and time again, and it still holds true. Anyone can beat you. And the last time we played them, we beat them 32-16. to 16. So it's not like we don't know what we're going to get. Divisional game, you know, you got you to gotta strap it on and play, man. You're going to have to do that. And we need to see this team get back to what they were going into the playoffs because you're not going to see another good team until – the playoffs, whether that's a wild card, potentially at this point, good Lord, or whenever you face somebody, they're going to be a good team. This team we're playing this week is not a good team. You have to assert yourself as the dominant offense that you were. With or without Todd Gurley, without Cooper Cup, 
We need to establish what we were on offense, consistency and putting up points. That's the only way you're going to feel better about yourself as a player or a coach. And that's the only way that we fans are going to feel better. It's to see that we will go back to doing what we were doing, putting up points. Now, again, this their offense is not very good. Their offensive line is not very good. I was looking at the uh, the team stats, and in every offensive category, we are well above them. Passing yards, well above them. Rushing yards, well above them. Average yards per play, we're averaging over two more yards per play than the Arizona Cardinals offense. It's a big number. Points scored, obviously. And then you look at the defensive side, and they're averaging more more of defensive statistics, i.e. fumbles lost, interceptions, sacks allowed, third down efficiency, than we are. So we are better than them. We are better than they are. No one's going to argue that point. When all the analysts make their predictions, we should be, across the board, the favorite. It should be a clean sweep. And we need to act it out. We need to follow through and do the things that we were doing and fix the dag of mental errors and be better than what we have been. Let's put up back-to-back wins and end up 13-3. and Let's look ahead a little bit. One game at a time, game-by-game approach. I get that. I've said it. We've all said it. We all believe it. We know Sean McVay believes it. His actions have spoken a lot louder than the words. Let's see it. Let's build. This is a week to take down an opponent that is not even close to what you are talent-wise or even arguably coaching-wise. Struggling. Kick them while they're down. That's a very common phrase, kick them while they're down. That's something that the Rams need to do to the Arizona Cardinals this week. Going to keep it really brief this week. All the holidays are going on. As I said last week, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to you folks, you ladies and gentlemen out there. Um, be sure to text us on our, uh, or message us rather on our Twitter at Rampage Radio Pod. Again, at Talk Rams. Check out Budding Heads, Rams Talk on Facebook. Hit us up, get involved. We know that you love the team. I love the team. We all love the team. We've all invested time and hours and even money into this team. Again, as I said earlier, it's okay to be aggravated. It's fair, but it is a game. It's a game, and it's a pleasure to be entertained by a team that you love. I'm working on that myself. I used to be the guy that gets so jacked up standing the entire game. I still do it sometimes. And I know we're we're wrapping up here, but... Just give you a little personal deal here. I'm having to learn that, listen, man, it's a game. The other team is paid to play the game. You're not going to win all of them. And how difficult it is to win a championship in any sport. Again, it's all right to be mad, aggravated, upset, annoyed. But it's a game. And it's a pleasure that here in the United States, we have an opportunity to watch football. It's a great sport. All right. On that, my brother would say, 
stay bad and stay bougie. And I'm out too. We'll catch y'all next week. Deuces. Thank you for listening to Rampage Radio Podcast. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA, only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV. The NBA is back. Where else can you get this type of drama? Where else does history hang from the Raptors? Jalen Brown throws it down. Where else is your own city? Home to your biggest rival. The battle of LA is real, people. And 30 feet is still in range. Hurry, action. Where else can a city this loud be this slept on? Get it out Where else is history? Still in the making. Oh, my goodness. Where else? The NBA. Only here. Season begins December 22nd on ABC, ESPN, TNT, and NBA TV.